E-I-E-I-E-I-O, up the football league we go, and we win promotion. This is what we'll sing. But again, at Lincoln, Sinsel Bank, Math, I'm very honest, my first ever visit. I loved it. I loved everything about it. To differ on that, Barry, sorry. Toilets were horrendous. One out of ten. Still smell them now. I wretched when I went in. I must admit, I wretched. Oh, God. Have they cleaned them in the last ten years? Awful. I'll be honest with you, I, I didn't pay much attention. I got out as quickly as I could. I was pre-warned and avoided going in. Oh, Anyway, before we get to the game, they had a, a fan zone, which uh, was, was really accommodating, very good-natured. I thought the uh, Lincoln fans were, were excellent with us. There's loads of stuff going on there, There's a bit of beer and some food. Games for kids and yeah. plenty of places to sit down, picnic tables. It was good. And I, I think as, as when we go up, that's the sort of thing that you're going to miss, isn't it? A nice ground as well, I thought. I know one side of it looked like it could do with a little bit of modernisation, but the rest of it, thought it was nice and tidy, and, and they're very well-supported side, aren't they? Boisterous, noisy, and, and good. The score was Lincoln City 1, Wigan Athletic 3. Goals from Callum Wang 2 and Will Keane. And Anthony Scully, who got the goal for, for Lincoln. The, the the first five minutes, it kind of looked as though, you know, they, they came out of the blocks quick. And then before you know it, you know, we're in front of that first goal from Lang. He made it look easy, but it's not an easy chance that, you know, you've got to keep your eye on the ball, you know, and you, obviously the direction of it as well, yeah. And and also you've got to take into account that he hadn't scored in seven. So he, you'd yeah. think his confidence wasn't as high as it could have been. So that's really good looking forward because all strikers go through them spells and, it, and he can come out of that spell, you, you know, and still have his confidence, which I think is great. Quick thinking from Jason Kerr and Max Power as well, taking that free kick on the halfway line, quite shifty. Knocked the ball up to uh, Josh McGuinness, but an header to the back post. Yeah, it's a route, yeah. route one, isn't it? It was. Uh, it reminded me of Sunderland, Quinn and Phillips. <laughs> Quinny heads it down, Phillips puts it in. It was like a Sunderland move, that. Oh, Liverpool, Toshak and Keegan, all the older people. A good goal, got, got us off the mark. That ball said Bratton early. Then they pull one back, a bit of a comedy goal. Anthony Scully, I picked him out last week on the article as player to watch. His dad actually played against us and there's going to be a connection with our, our game next weekend. His dad played against us in 2003 for Cambridge United. Tony Scully, oh. little link there. He got stuck under his feet and said he was a deflection. I thought he was offside. I've, I've seen the replay. I'm, I'm not sure if he is offside. Or not. I don't not. think he is. Definitely not. No, yeah. definitely not offside. We responded very well, didn't we? On that goal, when I watched the highlights, the, it was the Lincoln commentary, and they were said it's very much like the goal that Lincoln scored in terms of pinball. But I, but for me, it was a it was a beautiful pass from uh, Callum Lang. I thought from a, a fantastic sweeping move down the right, great passes then towards the left side. Lovely slip ball through and a very calm, composed finish. You know, I think that's one of our best goals of the season in terms of that type of goal, you know, pass quick passing move. I thought it was superb. I think I'd agree, but, I, you know, somehow Lange went through about five or six of them, didn't he? Where somebody should have put a foot in and got shot of it. Obviously, he was powering through, but then the pass through to Keane was a good one. And then obviously the finish, just good one, like chasing on that golden boot. And then the goal, uh, which uh, put the... Icing on the cake, or the cherry on, on the icing, whichever way you want to look at it. Made by Josh McGuinness with that tremendous challenge in midfield. That was the pick of the goals, weren't it? Because you've got a, a great tackle, a quick move, and then a lovely finish from Lange. 
and he was at the right end to dive into the crowd and take all the plaudits. Yeah, he loves it, doesn't he? His interview yeah. just shows how much he loves it when he scores those goals. You know, he scored most of his goals away from home, hasn't he, Langy, this season? They're all very similar as well, aren't they? That type of goal where he gets it in that little channel there and just shoots brilliantly across the keeper. And that is so difficult to do. You know, the, the best well, players make that look easy. Like, you know, like your Harry Canes and like your whatever, your Gary Lineker's, them type of players who they just finish them off and make it look easier, but you've only got a very small margin of error with that type of shot, because if you pull it too close, the keeper gets it, and obviously if you if you go too far, it goes wide of the post or across, completely across the goal, so... Did it tickle the inside of the post, or was it tickling the net right near the post? I think it went straight into the corner of the net, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Reminiscence of Plymouth? Yeah, definitely, yeah, I mean, that was a, that was a, well, that, that was a 93rd minute winner, wasn't it, as well, yeah. but... Yeah, you. He's made the a finish. habit of goals. Beautiful. Yeah, the finish was, wasn't it? Unerringly uh, similar. As it's as though he practices those in in training. Who knows? <laughs> as though yeah. somebody who knows what they're doing with that has been helping yeah, him yeah, learn. Yeah, an, Eng- an England international who played yeah. a lot of games in the Premier League, maybe Mr. Beatty. Yeah. Black Paul said he was in the crowd. I think he wants to be in the away end, doesn't he? I mean, he's, he spoke about this before. He wants to be in the away end. So the only way. During that 90 minutes, he can get in the away end if he scores yeah. a goal. So that's what he does. He puts it in the back of the net and, and uh, sort of crowd surfs. Talking of the crowd, 1,200 though yesterday from, from Wigan. Created a fantastic atmosphere. A good bit of banter going during the game with the Lincoln fans. It was bubbling, weren't it? Yeah, it was a great atmosphere. And even, you know, moving towards the town centre, yeah, there's a few police about, but that's that's normal. But the pubs were very friendly. The You know, the pub that I was in, massive beer garden, barbecue going on. They had the football on and just having a chat with the Lincoln fans. And then after the match, rushed back to watch the Grand National. Some good performances throughout the team yesterday. Bennett, again, played well. Josh McGuinness led the line superbly once again. It's really settled in, in into the team now, hasn't it? And he's showing his worth. Kel Watts had a good game as well. I mean, he's come in and he fitted in. So yeah. Got injured and he's just slipped in there and he's, he's been uh, like he was early season. And Kerr as well now, for me, one on the main stage, you know, he looks very solid, composed on the ball. We've got really good options there at centre-back, you know, moving to it next season. It'd be nice if we could have another year of Watts on loan. Maybe, you know, give him a chance in the Championship, Newcastle might think. I think you look at some of the other teams that have suffered injuries and where they've suffered injuries they've su- they've suffered a diminished team haven't they whereas where we've suffered we've kind of we've just had other players bed in a little bit and then be as good as the fellas who were in were out injured I think Liam and his team's reacted tactically as well to those people who've been missing the way he's shuffled them around as well you know we've had people sometimes covering other positions haven't we like, like Max Power for example at right back yeah. and Derico at left back I think it's shown that they know what they're doing as well Right, what about that referee, Mr Scott Oldham? I, at the game, I thought it was terrible, but on reflection, perhaps he wasn't as bad as what I was thinking. We've had a lot worse, haven't we? Part of the Tom Naylor booking was very soft and he bought, he bought Maguire's play acting a little bit, but he was firm against the continued play acting and didn't brandish that red card, did he? I thought he let a lot go as well, me. You know, I think, you know, one of the chances that we had, uh, I think Keno maybe in the first half, you know, we we won the ball and it was one of those, that they often give it as a foul, a dead cheap foul, but he, the referee didn't give it as a foul and we nearly scored from it. So I think he did let a lot go, but I think his problem was when he didn't let it go, 
he felt that there was a need to give a yellow card when, you know, there are such things as just fouls. He actually dished out five yellows yesterday and four of them ended up in our, in our mm-hmm. well, most of them in our back five. It was Naylor, Kerr, Watson, Dariqua picking them up. We're just yeah. missing, uh, for the back three, we're just missing Jack Watmore there, aren't we, for, for the set. It was a bit soft, some of them bootings. Yeah, I mean, you look at the one that, Tom Naylor got away with and you thought he's going to do well to stay on the pitch here. But then there was nothing else involved in him, was there? There were a couple he put, there were a couple, not that he pulled out of, but he made a decision not to sort of go for the, uh, you know, that 50-50 tackle. You know, he's got, he kind of, he just yeah. played, he played it well, down. didn't he? Yeah. You know, he, he, he wasn't stupid, was he? You know, I, I mean, I remember Williams a couple of years ago, you know, getting two yellow cards in the space of uh, two minutes, didn't he? And got sent off against Leeds. I think he managed the game well after that nailer and still had a big impact on the game, but without having to do, you know, his really strong tackling that he's, he's renowned for. The stats from the game, 42% possession for us, with 14 attempts with six on target. Lincoln had 13 attempts with four on target. Eight fouls committed by Lincoln. We got pulled up 14 times. Five yellows, as I've just mentioned, with four going for us. 9,498 with approximately 1,278 away fans. The Progress with Unity Man of the Match for the game versus Lincoln City, as voted for by our listeners both on Facebook and Twitter, is Latics number 19, the two-goal hero, Callum Lang. Great performance yesterday from Langer. Back to his, his pre-rest best. Does that sound right, that? He missed a couple of games, didn't he? And I think he's back to his best now, as he was before yeah. that. So it's hard to look past uh, two goals in it as well. Yeah, and an assist, Paul. He got an yeah. assist as well. Tuesday evening, we've got a chance to go and put even more distance between ourselves and MK Dons as we go down to Burton for a rearranged <laughs> fixture down at the Pirelli Stadium. We haven't got an away fan on this week. Because, well, shall we be honest, we got let down. <laughs> Last minute, yeah. And I, I tried with a couple of contacts that I had, and unfortunately, uh, they've both been out today. Uh, Dave, Dave Charles, who's uh, been on several times, he was out with the grandkids, so he couldn't come on. But what we do have, we have a special message from Tom Naylor, who, of course, was a former Burton player. Let's just have a little listen to Tom. Are you looking forward to going back to Burton? Yeah, I am actually. I've, uh, I had some good memories down there. The fans took to me brilliantly, to, to be honest with you. Uh, my game was, um, I enjoyed my time down there and, and um, it was a nice, it was, it's a nice club, a friendly club. So yeah, every time I go back to Burton, I've only been there probably twice since I've, I've gone back. But yeah, it's always nice to go back to the place where where fans really appreciate and loved you. So yeah, I, uh, I've got some good memories down there. And if you score, you're going to run the length of the pitch with your ears cut like you did against us in 2016. It all depends where I score at, <laughs> at which end. Fair enough. Yeah, he certainly enjoyed his, his time there at uh, Burton, didn't he? He owes us one, doesn't he? He owes us a goal. <laughs> I just, so, yeah. I'm just wondering if, if like the, uh, that last question about if he scores, is he going to run past the Burton fans with his ears cupped? You know, if he's going to do that like he did with us. Tom, we're, we're watching. We're watching. Well, anyway, let's hope, let's hope Tom Naylor plays the plays the game in the in the right spirit, like he always does, and avoids a booking. Who's the referee, Paul? And the referee is Ollie Yates from Staffordshire, and Ollie made it onto the national list of referees back in 2016. 
his first game, the League Two meeting between Yeovil and Notts County on the 6th of August. In the following six seasons, he's taken charge of 144 games and they've all been either at League One level or below. He's had two Latics games in the past. The first one was the 1-0 defeat away at Charlton last season where he booked seven players, four from the Latics, and he also took the 2-0 away win at Wimbledon this season where he booked three Latics players and no Wimbledon players. He's refed one Burton game this season. They're one one draw away at Sunderland, which was back in February. Over the course of the season, he's done 26 games. He's issued 85 yellows, four reds, and five penalties. And that's a lot in 26 games, isn't it, compared to some of the other refs that are in those stats, having done sort of 40-odd games. So, let's move on to previous We've played Burton just on eight occasions. We've won three, drawn two, and lost three. The reverse fixture was on the way back on the 30th of October, a 2-0 win. James McLean and Curtis Kilt with an absolute screamer. Smith was sent off for Burton. The form for Burton isn't too good. They sit in 17th position with 48 points from 41 games. Recent form being lost, one, lost, lost, draw. They've played 20 on games so far this season. They've taken 32 points, nine wins, six defeats and five draws. 31 goals for and 24 against. They are currently on a run of 13 games with just two wins. One of those ended the greatest team in world football since the Hungarians of the 50s unbeaten run. That was against Bolton, if you didn't know. And they also beat Fleetwood at the Pirelli. Three draws and eight defeats during that 13-game run. That's just eight points from a possible 39. Uh, Decent point on Saturday as they drew 0-0 with playoff contenders Plymouth Argyle. Well, that was their first clean sheet since November. Back to Barry for the predictions. I'm going to predict that we will be unchanged once again because we know Liam likes to keep this, this, the squad ticking over as it is. I think we're going to go to Burton and snatch a 2-1 win. That is my prediction. It's a good game to be playing at this time. You know, you've got a team in 17. They're not really in danger of relegation. They'll They'll come out, they'll give it a go. They'll realise they're outclassed and they'll accept that pretty easy, pretty quickly. Um, and I think we will we'll win 2-0, but it'll be a comfortable um, foot off the gas, just chilling out, um, knocking the ball across the back, 2-0. Well, I don't think it'll be like last time when we played at their place, when we won 4-3 with that hat-trick from Joseph and a last-minute winner. I don't think it's going to be like that this time. Um, we're a lot tighter at the back. I think it's going to be more like that repeat of the uh, 2016 season, I think it was, or was it 16-17 season, when we won 2-0 with two goals from Connolly. And I think, I agree with Thorpe, it will be 2-0 again, and I think I'm going to go for a goal in each each half. I I know we don't need to predict that, but I thought, and I might go for the goal scorers as well, Josh McGuinness, and a world keen penalty. Tuesday night sees one other fixture this week, that's all, and it's quite an important one. Portsmouth versus Rotherham, which 
come Saturday with our, our next game, there's some games on, on Good Friday. We're playing Easter Saturday. It's just a pity we dropped that 87th minute goal against Bolton. Otherwise, we could have been promoted this Saturday. Well, it's not going to turn out that way. We, we can be as close as damn it if the results go our way. But I'm sure it'll come sooner rather than later anyway. Don't forget to send in your votes for the Progress with Unity Player of the Season. To vote, simply send an email with your player nomination to pwupots2022 at gmail.com and mark your email pots and put your player nomination in the body of the email. And it is a very tight affair at the moment. So looking at the league table, Adam, we're three points ahead of MK Dons with two games ahead. Paul was, was six points ahead of Rotherham on the same games. And I think we can forget about Plymouth. So it's a three-horse race, probably a two-horse race to see who's going to join us going up. I, I mean, if you look at MK's stellar form, all they've really done is keep tabs with us. If you if you give us the two games in hand, the nine points behind, which is roughly where they were a few weeks back, we just... We just need to keep it going, get over the line, and jobs are good. I mean, I think I think what they have done, yeah, they've kept pace with us, but I think crucially, uh, the MK Dons they've they've left Rotherham trailing in the last five games, haven't they? You know, because uh, Rotherham, uh, so Milton Keynes have picked up uh, eleven points in the last five, where Rotherham have only picked up four, so that's a seven point swing there in those games, and you can see that Rotherham are struggling because. <laughs> Last time I looked, they were miles ahead of us in goal difference, and now we're only one goal behind them. So that, that's that's a sign of the, them really struggling. I don't think Rotherham are going to get over that line. I think it is going to be us and the MK Dons. And if you go back to the first podcast of the season, I did predict that MK Dons would do well. Another one for Adam Pendlebury. Just before we finish today, a big shout-out to Will Keane, who's now on 21 league goals for the season. More than what he's scored in his entire career before. So that's a fantastic achievement. He's one behind Cole Stockton, who's the leading goal scorer in League One, uh, who scored a, a tremendous goal yesterday for Markham. It's got to be said, he's a, a bit of a quality player, isn't he? We all love watching Cole Stockton play. So with loads of games, with six games still to go, who'd bet against Will Keane finishing with the Golden Boot? Maybe yeah. Callum Lang. Right. So from a very excited top of the table, Podcast crew. Up the six. Up the six. Come on.